Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey everyone and welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host. I'm from singleinthecity.ca. Today we have another edition of our pop culture show where we discuss celebrity and entertainment news, current events, fashion, and all topics relationship related. Today we are going to be talking about celebrity breakups, privacy, and social media, and how fitness impacts relationships and more. My co-host today and for every monthly pop culture show that airs the first Sunday of each month is Joan Kelly Walker from the Real Housewives of Toronto and the face behind the Joan Kelly Walker collection available at walmart.ca. Welcome, Joan. Always happy to be here. Thank Always you. Always happy to have you. How's it going with your collection? It is beyond my wildest dreams. Honestly, I am so thrilled. We have a coat that sold out already. The burgundy one. You yeah, saying, the yeah. burgundy one. It's, it's barely coat season. What's it called? Oh, it's called Winter Whisper, and it's available in off-white and burgundy. Now, so the is, burgundy, I'm, I'm hoping we'll get more of them. And then the uh, we've got a, a bathing, it's actually a bathing suit cover-up. It's like a big oversized man's shirt, so people are wearing it as shirts and cover-ups. Yeah, I almost wore it this but morning. But that's awesome. That's what you're supposed to do, okay. is have fun and invent it. But I think that one will probably be the next one to sell out. Tell so. us a little bit about the charity you are supporting with your brand. For every purchase made at walmart.ca of the Joan Kelly Walker collection, for every single piece, I'm making a a donation myself personally to Breakfast Club of Canada. That's amazing. It is. So Joan, who is our special guest today? Well, we have the wonderful Sonia Joss, who is penning her first book, and I want to hear more about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you're, of course, as we all know and love you, for being a leading voice in, in the health and fitness world and one of Canada's top health influencers. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you yes. so much, both of you. Well, thank you. So you are modeling and walking the runway for something called City Moguls. What is that event all about? Yeah, so I will be uh, taking your lead, strutting down the runway, hoping not to fall. Um, you won't fall. I hope hey, if not. I can do it, if I can do it, you can do it. Well, you know, I've done it once before and uh, it was interesting. We're going to have to see how this goes. I feel like I I'm a little bit less nervous, but in a way I'm more nervous. And this time, actually, um, I feel like it's a little bit more important because all the funds that are being raised are going to support uh, Covenant house, um, you know, to help us abolish, you know, sex trafficking and human trafficking. And uh, I will be also walking, you know, with a lot of notable entrepreneurs and influencers. And so I kind of got to like hold my own. We're going to see. When is the event? Uh, November 7th. And I heard that it's a great place if you're single to go meet other entrepreneurs mm. and business people. Uh, I think people. it's a pretty sexy place to mingle. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I mean, I, my, my mom is going to be there. So I don't know if like I'm really of that mindset, but <laughs> it is going to be fun I think yeah and Joan you've been up to a lot as well you were featured mm -hmm. in the Toronto Life edition yes the uh, Toronto was it Life this style month book or last month special nice. issue I think it's out right now and they did a really cool thing called the bold and the beautiful and they've got like the top 20 kind of you know notable yeah. Canadians that are wearing a little it says right here some of these outfits are pretty wacky and because some of them actually are but I wanted to ask Sonia because you know you and I both and Laura too we all go to a lot of galas a lot wait, of events. Wait 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 a second wait 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 I know you feel bad for me Joan but I really <laughs> don't go to a lot of galas. Uh, yes you but do. No I don't but I'm going to start to so yes I want to hear this. Yes go you ahead. should. Okay. But there's you know 
there's creative license that comes with these things yes. and and you can really put your own what like your imagination to work and come up with whatever look you want yes and it's really creative so Sonia what is your process how do you get ready for some of these big events uh you know it, it's interesting I will say it has evolved I don't think I ever really anticipated being so event heavy like when I started in the health and wellness industry I don't think this is really what I anticipated being another layer to what it is that I'm doing. Um, and in the beginning, it was just, you know, whatever I had in my closet that looked semi-decent. And at the time, that meant like, what doesn't make me look fat? I think that's what I'm doing <laughs> right, right now. Wait, that's what I'm doing right that's now. That's exactly it. You're just like, this is the winner. As long as I look skinny, I'm good. Um, and then, you know, over the last, uh, I'd say, year and a half, as, uh, you know, my Instagram following has grown and people have just been a little bit more involved in what I'm wearing, I think... Um, it's maybe given me a little bit of confidence and enabled me to try and explore what my personal sense of style is. Um, That isn't just exactly as we said, like what makes me look skinny and conventionally fit. Um, So it's, it's been evolving and it continues to evolve. I, I don't have a stylist um, in particular. And so, uh, you know, a lot of times it is just kind of, you know, me sourcing clothing or going shopping. I do have a fantastic publicist who has exceptional style himself. So he does allow yes, me to Randy get Randy Phipps. There he is yes, there. the one and only. And so he does kind of, um, you know, echo back to me what is. He's probably like, girl, you cannot wear that. Uh, that is maybe the most accurate description and <laughs> impression I have heard in Thank a long you. time, girl. Girl, what are you, you wearing? wearing. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty good to me, though. So, um, I mean, I will say also, in addition to fashion, then there's also the hair and the makeup. And I'm really lucky because there's like eight strands of hair on my head. So there's not much that goes on in that department. Now, when you're sourcing clothes, you have to give them back. And uh, that's a question for you as well, Joan. So is that what happens? Yeah. Well, when you're in a fashion show, you obviously give back all the fashion, all the clothes. Right. Uh, so you w- never get to keep them? Well, that sucks. No. Well, not for the fashion shows. I haven't found for the fashion shows. And I think it's it's kind of both ways, right? Like for some of the outfits that um, I get gifted, I guess, so to speak, obviously I don't give them back. But for a lot of other polls, I guess there is... You know, like for Tiff, I, I rented a couple of dresses and then gave it back. But as Joan said, you want to because once you've worn it once and there's like a picture of you in it, I mean, you can probably like make it work again a while later. But it's it's such a while later that, I don't know, the enthusiasm isn't really there. It, and it just doesn't feel the mm-hmm. same, you know? And you also have to be careful. Maybe somebody else has already worn ah, it. You're going to worry yes, about that. That is a thing. And Maybe. it also, sorry, it makes me nervous that if there's any little mark on it. Mm-hmm. So all night I fret about it. I want to make sure that it's in pristine condition when I give it back. True. We need to take a break. More with our guests after the break. You're listening to the Pop Culture Edition of the Dating and Relationship Show. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show, the pop culture edition on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta. My co-host today is Joan Kelly Walker, the face behind the Joan Kelly Walker collection available at walmart.ca. And Sonia Joss, award-winning health and fitness expert, is in studio with us. Hello. So, ladies... We have the show here where we talk about current celebrity news and um, there are many other shows that talk about current celebrity news because it's popular, right? Yeah. And we use these stories as examples of how they relate to our current lives and relationships. So why is it that we care so much about celebrity breakups and gossip, for example? What do you guys think? I think you feel safer. 
safer. Kind of talking about other people that you you feel kind of like you know them, but you really don't know them. So so there's a little bit of anonymity and there's there's a distance. Whereas you don't want to talk about your best friend. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. I think I think it is that like familiarity, um, and also that you know idolization that makes us feel um, like it is a safe space to kind of like gossip a little bit. The other thing I think is just that um, I think we kind of feel better when celebrities are going through a little bit of hardship because then it makes us feel like less crappy about our hardship and we don't really want to wish anyone ill will but if it's happening anyway well I think that celebrities represent something greater than themselves right we almost want to see them fail in a way a little bit because then it's okay if we do like they're human oh my gosh you can touch them they're totally and like they don't have it all so then we don't feel so bad if we don't have it all together all the time and I think also People are so bored with their lives and they want to live vicariously through other people. Totally. Yeah, it shows reality. It just shows that these are real people too. And it shows a bit of vulnerability and that's kind of attractive. Like you feel like, okay, I can relate to that person because I feel vulnerable sometimes too. Totally. It's humanizing a bit. Now, do you think the internet has made gossip worse or do you think it's the same amount? We just have more access to it. Well, you never know. Can you really trust what you're seeing on the internet? True. Number one, you got to question that all the time, and you kind of. But a lot of people don't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, a lot of people don't because they're just taking it as fact. But I do think um, whether it's that the actual amount of gossip has increased or it's just amplified the noise that was already there. I think the fact of the matter is it's it's very much at our fingertips. You know, nobody needs to like buy a magazine anymore or, you know, we don't have to dig deep to find any of this stuff. And um, I think uh, even with social media, it's just it's very easy for you to fall into the narrative even when you don't want to because you saw a post or you saw a caption or you saw something and hashtag everything. I think it's just become much easier to be in the know of these little bite-sized gossip pieces even when you're not even that into celebrity gossip. But where do you draw the line between news and gossip true like where you know when does it stop being news and when does it start being gossip well, why should it be news anyways like it, it makes uh, some of these headlines make the news and it's just so like when angelina and brad broke up like totally. it was a the big headline that day in the i think news. i know people <laughs> that actually cried and i was like who cares i don't know like i don't know if that's okay i i appreciate that this feels kind of traumatic but like in the large scale of what's going on in the some world cry yeah you know, like i don't do you know, know these you, people i I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to call her out on the radio right now, but you know who you are if you're listening, and I'm kind of embarrassed for you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, after a few quick engagements, Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson have broken up. Yes. We all heard about Mm -hmm. that. Now, many people are citing the death of Ariana's ex-boyfriend, Mac Miller, as well as her PTSD from the Manchester bombing as reasons for the split. Now, do you think it's the trauma that Ariana is going through that causes split, or do you think that they just rushed into it? I think it's both. Yeah, I, I think you you kind of rush into something if you've got trauma because you're trying to make yourself feel safe and you're trying to prop yourself. And there's up. like a band aid solution, right? You yeah. just want something to make you feel safe and good, and then you know, I think it's it's complicated. It's like on both fronts, either coming out of the trauma a little bit. Um, you know, you start to see things a little bit more clearly. So the rose color goggles are suddenly gone and and you're able to kind of take the good with the bad in a relationship. And sometimes there is more bad than we originally anticipated. In reverse, sometimes when the trauma goes a little bit deeper and you are experiencing, you know, longer term ramifications of PTSD, I think um, that can be hard for the other person in the relationship, right? Like it's not, 
it's not easy to be with somebody who is dealing with trauma and suffering um, and to be able to find, you know, the right kind of like balance in a relationship, I think is challenging for anybody who isn't going through any of these external variables, let alone when you are dealing with like mental health issues potentially. And I think that she might have felt a little bit guilty too, because I know that she broke up with him because of his drug use. Yeah. And so there might be a little bit of guilt going on. I know uh, what happened to me when I was younger. I had my first love. We we were 21. We broke up and he passed away. um, No, well, we started dating at 20 and he passed away at the age of 21. He died in a car accident. And I broke up with him uh, on his birthday at the age of 20. Yeah, like I'm I'm not proud of that. And I always felt guilty because a a year later, he passed away in that car. He was drinking and driving. And I always thought to myself, if I had never broken up with him, he would never have left um, and gone to Ottawa. He would never have been so destructive and, you know, upset and he would never have done that so you cannot I kinda blame carry, yourself but I and that that's probably what she's doing though right because it's challenging yeah. right when you think about things like death you know we we throw it around and we're like everybody dies like we know that but then to come face to face with death when it's somebody that not only you know but you're so intimate with and you're so close to um, I it's just actually hard. had a yeah. it is like I had a childhood friend actually pass away uh, not too long ago um, from a hit and run and it was you know it's just one of those things that I think it really shakes you um, and just forces you to come face to face with that very finite nature of life. And I can't imagine, I, you know, you can't even imagine what she must be going through with this sort of thing. Right. It, she's a young woman that has is. a lot of pressure on her. She does. And now she's like it's tripled and then quadrupled on top of it. Now, a lot of famous people worry that people are using them. Do you think that's one of the reasons why they tend to get engaged or married so quickly? Hmm. That's an interesting, yeah, that's an interesting theory. I don't think I've ever thought about it that way, but I mean, I don't know. In this day and age where divorce is so rampant and then you get into a messy divorce where someone can like take half of what you have, I almost would feel like it would be in reverse, Mm -hmm. that people wouldn't want to be rushing into it if they think that people are potentially using them. I mean, I guess prenums, et cetera, but I... And short-term marriages, you don't... You don't have as as much stake. Yeah, true, yeah. true. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Pop Culture Edition of the Dating and Relationship Show. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You're tuned in to the Pop Culture Edition of the Dating and Relationship Show, where we discuss celebrity and entertainment news, current events, fashion, and all topics relationship-related. Joan Kelly Walker is my co-host today. She's the face behind the Joan Kelly Walker Collection, available at Walmart. Thank you. And Sonia Joss. She's in studio with us. She's an award-winning health and fitness expert and ambassador for the Canadian Mental Health Association. Uh, Now, I want to talk about PTSD for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, PTSD can happen from any type of event that Mm -hmm. has changed in your life. They say that 20% of these people will go on to have PTSD at some point in their lives. They say 44.7 million struggle with PTSD, and those are just the ones that we know about. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine the ones that we don't know about? And the divorce rate is 38% for married couples where one partner has PTSD. Now, 
Hmm. PTSD and substance abuse are difficult for any couple Mm -hmm. to deal with, regardless of fame or not. And dealing with these um, things must be so difficult because they're very complex and often misunderstood. So what are the best ways to support your partner when they're going through such a hard time? Sonia? I mean, I think empathy and compassion is key. Uh, These things aren't black and white, right? That fine line between, you know, when is someone... um, mourning or grieving or just having natural sort of reactions to experiences. When does that turn into something like PTSD? There is no binary black and white sort of thing, right? I mean, there are common symptoms that you can look out for, um, but there's a very vast range of symptoms that can exist. And you only really need, I believe, about five of them to be diagnosed. Some of them are physical manifestations. Some of them are more emotional, um, you know, things like reoccurring dreams or, um, you know, reoccurring patterns when you think about the actual incidents, whether it's something that happened to you um, or someone else that you witnessed, Um, you know, physical sensations like, you know, uh, quickening heart rate, um, you know, the, the need to throw up or have a bowel movement. Like these are all things that can happen that are easy to kind of just write off to be like, oh, you know, I'm just a bit stressed or it's just a bit hard. But when that goes on for a long time and that, you know, starts to become a little bit debilitating, I think that's when the support of a partner um, can be key in helping recognize that the person needs help that goes beyond just, you know, a little bit of TLC and, um, you know, love and care. I think, you know, this is where therapy comes in. This is when talking to people, support groups. Um, and I think it's important to learn about the disorder yourself. It right? is. So that you know what your partner is actually going through. Agreed. And I think it's hard for the person who's going through it to be like, hold the phone. I've got PTSD. So let me take the most responsible route. They probably they don't probably even know what's actually know. going on with them. And at what point in time does it become too much, right? Like at what point in time is it just a natural process of, you know, trying to get over a little bit of trauma? When does that become too much? And when does it become PTSD that's going to take years or a lifetime to overcome? I think it's those eyes and that support that you need from your partner. Um, and empower them to empower exactly, them. To yeah. empower them. To take exactly. To empower them. To take an active role. Sometimes it's actually kind of part of the job. Like, look at our frontline workers, like police officers and and nurses and and emergency doctors and yeah. But some people are like, I didn't sign up for this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's true. But that's where communication really comes in with your support people. Like, you have to. I think as you know, as a partner to someone who's in one of those jobs where the potential for PTSD is really big. I think you need to be one that looks at, okay, here's the potential signs. Here's totally. what could happen. Here's what I'm noticing. And then really talk about it right from the very beginning. And yes. you've got to communicate as much as you can, even as though much people as you kind of turtle when, when they're faced with that. But it is one of those things where it's like, no matter how much, uh, you know, we continue to talk about mental health, it is still something that falls under the radar so much because, you know, we think our case will be different. My partner will be different. We can handle things differently. You know, we're not going to fall into that rabbit hole. And I think, as you said, it is that communication piece. But um, sometimes it's surprising that we're not moving forward mm-hmm. fast enough to keep up with the struggles that people are really it's experiencing. It's resources. Like, you know, it's, it's not like you can just sign up and, and go to a psychiatrist no. or a psychologist. But, you know, there are places to turn, like Wounded Warriors Canada or... Canadian Mental Health Association. Yeah, there Absolutely. are. You just have to really be proactive, I think. And Sonia, do you have any of the numbers, any of the statistics of how many people are actually suffering from mental illness? I mean, I don't have the most current stats on me, but I think... 
you know, the reality of the situation is, again, it's it's very difficult to define who is and isn't, right? You know, for someone to report themselves as having mental health issues uh, is something that not a lot of people do unless it is a debilitating disorder that they have where they are, quote unquote, forced to get help. But how many people are dealing with, um, you know, postpartum depression, undiagnosed, uh, you know, stress, uh, challenges in relationships and marriages, et cetera, that are creating, um, you know, struggles that are not defining. And so they don't fall into that statistic. And I think that's the reality that we face when we talk about, you know, places like the Canadian Mental Health Association is, most of the people that are dealing with these challenges don't know. Now, I want to hear your thoughts on cannabis and CBD oil because last week or mm-hmm. was it a couple of weeks ago we talked about that and I heard that it can help people with PTSD. Uh, now, if your partner has substance abuse issues, is it insensitive to partake in any drug use or do you got, is it just medicine? What are your thoughts on that? I kind of think it's up to the person who is struggling because they they can't you know, even if they don't want to partake in it, they can't expect everybody else to not partake in it. And it's a personal thing. And I think they really have to take ownership of it. And but, you know, there are times when you need to be supportive and not do it yourself because you want to support them. But I think generally they should not expect that of you. I, I agree with that. And I think it, it's um, it's kind of basic, like even when it comes to eating healthy and being on a new diet or a new regime, It is difficult sometimes to be like, well, my husband's eating fries for dinner, but I'm going to eat chicken and salad. And sometimes it's okay. And sometimes I need to be like, yo, dude, I have a photo shoot in four days. I need you to just handle your stuff outside the house or you can be in regime with me. But the onus is on me to define when it's okay and when it's not okay. Because as you said, I can't expect him to guess when I'm potentially on the verge of stuffing my face versus not, (laughs) you know? We need to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are tuned into the Pop Culture Edition of the Dating and Relationship Show. My co-host today is Joan Kelly Walker from the Real Housewives of Toronto and the face behind the Joan Kelly Walker Collection. And Sonia Joss is in studio. Hello. Hi. She's an award-winning health and fitness expert and ambassador for the Canadian Mental Health Association. Now, what do you guys think about celebrities having relationships with people out of the spotlight? Do you think that they can last? I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome too. I think it's better. I think it's better. I think it can be better. I think it can also be a different type of challenging. So blanket statement is totally awesome, but I think it takes a specific type of person, whether that's a man or a woman, to... Uh, not feel to date a celebrity. Yeah, I think to date so. to date a celebrity to have um, you know that level of uh, security in themselves to not feel threatened by that sort of spotlight and to also feel secure in their relationship with the person, despite the fact that you know there's a lot of access when you're a celebrity and people and things and you're coveted and all that sort of stuff. I think it takes. A specific type of person to be able to do that well without resentment is all I'll say. Well, Joan, you're a celebrity. Mm-hmm. So how does your okay. husband feel we'll about dating a celebrity? 
Well, you know, he's a very, very private person. Yes, and he is, right? he just asked me to not include him in anything on my social media. And even with my kids, because my kids are older now, yep. they're 18 and 16, I ask them before I post anything about them. Totally. And, you know, it's kind of hard to share your whole life when you have those parameters. And yep. I think it, it does sort of hinder me as far as my social media. I'd like to share more. I'd like to show my home more. But this is the arrangement that we have and it works for us and I totally respect that and my husband is he's running you know he's a big business and he's very well respected in that business he doesn't right. want to be distracted no. by my social media he doesn't even do social media so he doesn't you know, need to do social this media. works for us <laughs> no he doesn't need to do social okay media. No. let's talk about social media but so. does anybody need to do social <laughs> if you need to do it then you've got a problem no True. I think we do need to do social media especially with the types of jobs that we have like Sonia you have a big following social media Joni have a huge following people want to know what you guys are doing on social media and there's that guilt you know like like last night I'm scrambling it's like five to seven I post at seven <laughs> I'm like oh no I don't have what a post for post? tonight and like I literally get myself all like worked, worked up, up. but and it shouldn't like, be pressure like I, I had a picture I didn't get as many likes and I was all stressed I about know it. Oh, but this is yeah. the thing it's so easy to get what? wrapped What's up in that but that? haven't you What's figured out but haven't nothing's wrong with you but haven't you figured out which picture actually get the most likes because I, have. I haven't you figured ha- that out well you haven't I don't know uh, yeah I need help the ones where you're all on your own I usually get the most likes now, yeah no people don't want shot, me to have friends many. if I've got people in my pictures nobody likes them they don't care you know the only like- people that are allowed are my daughter and my husband anybody else and the picture will get like four likes wow. I don't know just nobody's interested in the fact that I could potentially have a social circle oh, nothing okay. <laughs> I have wow. no idea why. Because <laughs> we all live in these little bubbles on well, Instagram. Well, yeah, they want me to be a lawyer. Because, Joan, you and I never post about our relationships on there. No. Do you think we would never. get less likes if we started posting um, our relationships? I'd get less guys asking me out on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of them are your followers, so that wouldn't yeah, work. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Sonia, I mean, people don't follow you for that reason. So do you post about your husband on there? I don't think I... I do. So I I will, I mean, once every couple of months, he will make a little appearance. But as as Joan said, he has to be okay with it. Or it has to be like a specific scenario in which it, like Father's Day. Like I can't not, or I can (laughs) not, but then he has to really decide that he's like laying his foot down about that. Like this is a sword that he wants to die on. I will say like we do... um, really make it a point to work through when I'm posting with him and when I'm not. So like if we go on family vacations, a lot of times I will go off the grid just to respect the fact that he does not want, um, you know, his life kind of on display or him on display. And your hubby's a neurosurgeon? He's a neurosurgeon, yeah. So he's also like not into social, he has two posts. Well, he doesn't need to be into, into social media. No, but like there That's are a lot of people job. that are in the medicine profession. But that can you imagine, ladies, if the three of us didn't have social media? Who would know about us? Not that many people, not as many people. I mean, unless you're doing media, which you guys are, but yeah. or television, television, television helps, and radio helps. Radio helps. Radio I mean, exactly. there are other ways to kind of get your message out. I think we'd also be way more relaxed if we didn't do social media yeah. in general. You'd like, have I think more time. We'd have more time. Everything wouldn't need to be quite so thought through. You know, like, am I wearing glasses today or yeah. not? Did I Is post that a the choice? Right That's a choice. Yeah, I made a choice today. <laughs> did, did I need I to think about it? Not really. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. do you guys ever have friction with your partner regarding how much you're sharing on social media, or if you're sharing too much, too little, whatever? 
I'm very um, specific about you know, discussing it first. So I just made a post about the fact that I'm doing IVF and that's a very personal thing for a lot of women, but I made the decision that I wanted to do it. And I made that decision before speaking to my husband, but I definitely approached him, spoke about it, explained my rationale and asked him, you know, what he thought about it and what I could do to make it better or worse if he wasn't 100% comfortable. Now he was, he was a bit surprised that I wanted to, but he was comfortable. Um, But that's, that's, I think, the example, right? Where I recognize that like something like IVF has to do with both of us. It's something that both of us are going through. And if he was like, no, thank you, I'd be like, well, then no, thank you, it is. Then this is how it goes. Now, bikini pictures has always been an issue for me. (laughs) And I know that you're in bikini shots. Joan, once in a while, I think in the past, I've seen you bikini but not often Be- would that know. pose a problem with that look at show. your bod right wow. you have a better body than most 21 year olds <laughs> well, amazing. very kind no no <laughs> it's truthful i'm being truthful but would dawn have an issue with that well not- it depends like there's one thing if you're with your girlfriends on a boat or something that and it's you know but if they're provocative then yeah. it's a that's a different choice yeah that's the exact thing yeah, but, i was gonna say okay but sonia you're not provocative when you're no i'm like pretty much a tomboy but like people, have you seen my body okay, there's like very can, little happening oh, here come on no no like like do you know what i mean like i i think that's the difference if i was like sultry about it if i was being seductive about it i think my husband would have a problem but when I'm, and i will say like all of the bikini pictures i have my daughter with me right like on a beach on it's a like beach we're like in real life yeah. i'm in a bikini and i've got my like cute but little that's kid not the me. point the point is that you're in a bikini we need to take a break we're coming right back we're talking about social media and relationships on the dating and relationship show now back to the dating and relationship show with laura bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on global news radio 640 toronto Pop culture edition of the Dating and Relationship Show. And who's here today? Joan Kelly Walker from the Real Housewives of Toronto. And the face of the Joan Kelly Walker collection available at walmart.ca. And the beautiful Sonia Joss, health and fitness expert. And mental health ambassador, right? For the Canadian Mental Health Association. How did that come about? I think I've just, as I've evolved the intersection between mental health and wellness overall and fitness and all that sort of stuff just became very clear to me. And um, after kind of conquering the abs piece of it, it was really the next frontier that I think I, I felt very strongly about. And the the piece that became so prevalent in my talks, corporate talks, community talks, all that sort of stuff, the, the mindset piece of it became the pillar of everything. And I think that's when I was like, I want to, you know, broaden this scope more to get away from like, a, did you eat carrots to how do we love ourselves? How do we gain control in our minds and bodies? How do we make this like a positive thing? And and that's kind of where it went. So I have to ask about the book. Can you talk about it? I know you're still penning it. I am still Are you still it. writing it or is it an editing? Because the editing portion is hell. <laughs> when, I, yeah. when I wrote my book, it just takes forever, doesn't it? And it's so frustrating. Yeah. It's just it, like you, you send it back with, with the with the errors and then it comes back to you and it's like, now there's more errors. It's like, are you people <laughs> yeah. helping like, are doing? you helping me? Right. Why are you making this so hard? I know. This uh, was my process. I think for me, the challenge was... Uh, you know, I came out of mat leave and decided this was the next step for me. Um, and at the time, my brand was still Get Fit with Sonia, and it was still very fitness and nutrition focused, um, and it really hadn't bled into lifestyle or mindset or or uh, mental health. And so, you know, I put my head down for a year 
and and wrote the manuscript and by the end of that year came out of it and we all kind of sat down at the table publisher included and we were like this is the wrong book now and it, I think that's the thing. In the year, my brand evolved so much and my passion evolved so much that all of a sudden I was stuck with this like, you know, somewhat humorous fitness and nutrition manual that really did not dig deep into the things that I was passionate about. So then I was a year out being like, I'm writing a book only to start again. And so that has been the complexity of the journey is, you know, as but I've been evolving. don't let that stress you out because honestly, no. nobody does remember. No. And I mean, you are a veteran here. Like I obviously, I'm still like, what was I thinking? Can I hire a ghostwriter? This was a disaster. And then some days I look at it as it's coming together and I'm like, maybe writing there's a hope. So I want to get back to social media and how it affects our relationships. Mm-hmm. So do you guys think that uh, your partner should have access to your social media accounts? Absolutely not. That's I agree. A kiss of death. Yeah. I just, kiss of death? I just think that's a huge Why? Is that because of, of all the guys that actually ask you out on a date? Well, and, and it surprises yeah, me. I mean, I do get a fair amount of that. Okay, so when someone messages you, do you message them back? Because I just delete it. I try to <laughs> message everybody unless it's not appropriate. Yeah. And, you know, if somebody's asking me out, if they haven't done their research and they think that I'm single, for, I'll just put it straight right off the bat. And then after that, I'm just really polite to people. Somebody, yeah. Yes, somebody offered me $200 a day to send them sexy pics. Oh, what? my goodness. Yeah. And then I thought my... Is this for like, real? Okay, that's $200 a day. That's, <laughs> like a grand a week. That's $1,400 a week. <laughs> At least like, give yourself weekends what, off. What does that entail? <laughs> sexy pics. I was like, get a life, buddy, honestly. That's bold. So that's a I, bold. That is move. right. So I just ignore. Yeah, those, I cannot right? say yeah. that anyone is. Or you just delete propositioning me. With. I had someone actually say like, "And you still haven't deleted me?" Oh, I get that all the time. Yeah, you still haven't deleted me. Or the best is, you're like, like, do you want me to? Like, yeah. what are you asking? Or the one when they continuously ask, but you're like, they're, they're very young and they want to know your age because they know you're older, but you know, we don't look that old. No, so they, they old how old are you? How old are you? How old are you? How old are you? It's like, if I'm not answering you, get then the just like, yeah, so maybe I should block you, but then I feel bad blocking I people. Know. Right? I give them a and little lecture. And then that's lecture. one less like. <laughs> I love that. She's like, like, I give them a lecture on life. I give them a lecture on ageism. How if I give you a number, then you put me in your brain in that box that you have according to that number so true and I just think that's wrong it is wrong so that's why I'm, I'm actually very proud of my age yep. but I don't tell people a number because it's not fair well it's not fair and there's no need slash like sort of mind your business slash sort of mind your business hashtag sort of mind your business like no offense like look at Meghan Markle everybody's saying she's 37 having her first baby and they're so, calling it geriatric yeah a geriatric pregnancy. pregnancy I know thanks to um it's like wow if we all didn't know how old she was uh, you know we'd be less concerned Absolutely. I guess but people geriatric. are geriatric that's yeah. what they call it I think anything over 40s, 35 like is yeah. considered geriatric oh, seriously there are women having babies in their, their, their mid 40s yes. for sure and I do think that at some point in time they're probably going to loosen this terminology right like this is probably obsolete tech, um, terminology that existed back when people were having babies when they were 23 right like I, I think we've moved away from it but I don't know if like the medical term has really caught up yet okay I want to talk about maintaining a healthy lifestyle or an active lifestyle mm-hmm. too how it's good for dating and relationships because you are the expert Sonia uh it is very important. Um, but before we get yeah. into it, I just want to congratulate Joan. Oh, she just yes. ran a marathon oh, about you. a week Yay. ago. Thank um, you. Yay. Yay. What an accomplishment. Okay. Hallelujah. So, congratulations. And how many kilometers was it? it like was 42, like 45? a zillion, a million? Wait. 
It was really far. And what in, really what far. went into that, the training? Uh, you know, I, I didn't train as much as I should have or I probably could have. I did what I could given the parameters of my life. I'm very busy. Right. I needed to train from like May straight through oh, until I did this a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I, I did what I could and I didn't want to go out there and break any records. My goal was to finish and do my best. And that's what I did. And you, you actually finished. I finished. And, yeah. you know, it was hard. The first half was great. Super easy. But by the second half, I started start to get really sore and I'm like this is really hard and I was actually in tears at one point Aww. thinking like this is really hard you're listening to the pop culture Amazing. edition of the dating and relationship show we'll be right back you're listening to the dating and relationship show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're tuned in to the Pop Culture Edition of the Dating and Relationship Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Joan Kelly Walker is here. She's my co-host. Hello. And she's the face behind the Joan Kelly Walker collection available online at walmart.ca. Joan, is it only Thank available you. online? Right now. Okay. We got plans. And Sonia Ooh. Joss is here. She's an award-winning Hi. health and fitness expert. And we're going to be talking about health and fitness right now how and how fitting. important it is for dating and relationships. It is. Why is it so important, Sonia? You know, I think um, we always think about fitness um, as having tremendous health benefits. And, you know, we, we look good and we've got abs or we're getting cuts or, you know, it, it really translates into the body looking better. But I don't think we recognize just how much it does for us mentally. Um, you know, just that uh, rush of endorphins, I think, on a regular basis is huge. Um, just that feeling of control and progress and, you know, feeling proud of yourself. I think it really impacts your sense of self-worth and, and in a relationship. confidence. You do, too, you Especially confidence. for dating. I teach guys this. You know, I, I'm, I'm building or I'm working on a 10-module program for men Amazing. on approaching women and building confidence. And that is like one of the main things. It is. It's like, because like when I go into the gym and I leave, I feel like taller. I totally. feel prettier. You stand better. I, I feel skinnier. You feel skinnier. It's amazing. It's like, because you're really you not sleep better. Yeah. You make better food choices. You do. You I have th- better sex. You have way better sex. I think that's the point, right? It's that there's so much that comes with living an active, healthy lifestyle that benefits the mind. And really, what are you connecting with with a person, right? Like that mind component of it, that mental connection, um, you know, that self-worth piece, what you're going to put forth as your best self. I think that is the stuff that really counts. And I really do think, and I've found this, you know, with relationships with myself, when you have a counterpart that is active and healthy and proud of what they're doing with their body, I think it really minimizes their need to use you as a crutch of any kind, uh, to have you fill that um, sense of self gap that you may have. Um, And I think it just breeds overall better cohesion between two people. I know that's kind of a strange thing to say, but I really do. I found that, you know, in phases where my husband isn't working out and I am, it, there's just a bit of a disconnect, right? Because he doesn't feel like there's that momentum behind himself, that control, that positivity. And when he is working out, he's like, yo, I'm on fire. You do you, I do me. It's different. Now, I used hmm. to love working out with my boyfriend. I mean, that hasn't happened in quite a few years, but I that I used to look forward to that. Mm-hmm. So do you believe in that saying that couples who train together stay together? My husband always likes to tell people that, you know, for a while we were living in Brazil together for a few months um, when I just quit the corporate world and 
uh, we would go to the gym together every single day, but I, I would not even make eye contact with him. <laughs> and he'd always be like trying to be like cutesy with well, me. Well, no, you or, don't like, have whatever. to hang out with them. It's just a, it's, it's the point of going to the gym together. But totally. oh, no, I don't want to work out with them. No, no. And I think for me, like what would what always felt a little bit challenging is that I like would have to not make too much eye contact because then I'd want to like critique his form and I'd want to be like that's like not really how you do it but like cute that you're trying so in our case we just really try and not uh, pull that piece together but we do we do like to do all of you know the active stuff together especially with my daughter now and I think I think that physical activity component does breed something nice as a family unit but I don't know Joan do you find that you're you and your husband are like Pumping iron up the gym together? Absolutely not. And one thing that I love <laughs> about him is that he finds a way to work out whether he's just traveled for 20 hours Absolutely. or if he's in a little cramped hotel room or even on an airplane, he'll get up and do stretching. Like he's very, very dedicated to it. And what you said about family is really important because our kids have all seen us work out yes. our whole lives. And now they're working out. Like yeah. my, you know, my 16 year old will just go into the gym by himself and, and do like a That's full set. That's so great. And one thing we did that was super important was move the gym from the basement up to a yes. nice bright room. Yes. So it's really pleasant. And yeah. it's something we can do together or not. And Sonia, but it has, has, her, nice. Sonia has her three-year-old working out with her. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Honestly, she is the real trainer <laughs> in my household. And it wasn't really... I saw your latest I video. Know, it wasn't even like, really so intentional, to be honest. Like, you know, before having my daughter, I always used to, you know, watch these fitness people online with their kids. And I was like, oh, like, you know, they're really working hard at making this a thing. But... I don't know. In my case, it's just something she's seen and she's gravitated towards and now she loves it. And anytime she's got a little bit of excess energy, she's like, do you want to go lift weights, mom? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, actually, I wanted to watch TV, but sure, let's so go do So we this. don't have yeah. a lot of time. So I have a couple more questions yeah. that I want to sneak in. So what are some exercises that couples can do together, Sonia? Ooh. Oh, well, we can get a little Aww. sexy about it if you Hikes, want to. Hiking. Hike. Okay, fine. You want to go into hiking? We can do hiking. Yes. Take a dance skiing, class. Take a, golf. Yeah, skiing, golf. Exactly. Uh, I'm a big tennis fan I would say sports are a great way to do it okay one more question how do you get your lazy partner off the couch how do we motivate them Instagram. Tell them you won't give them. <laughs> tell them you won't give tell them, them any sex. Post a picture of them yeah. on the couch. No more I will, sex. I will story this. Yeah. Nobody's going to be impressed with you. No more sex unless you get off that couch. Very. <laughs> Has that ever worked for anyone? Has any wife ever succeeded with that? I don't think so. Okay, guys, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much Thank for joining you. us, Sonia. How can people find you? Uh, at Sonia Joss on Instagram and Facebook, and SoniaJoss.com online. And Joan. Uh, on Instagram, it's uh, at Joan KWW or at the Joan Kelly Walker Collection. I've also got a thing that I'm emceeing coming up. It's the Power of Her for World Vision on November fifteenth. Oh, and for myself, you can visit my website, singleinthecity.ca. I am hosting another one of my famous cooking classes, oh. downtown Toronto. I'm going to be making some delicious lasagna. So if you're single, you want to come to this fabulous dinner party that I'm hosting November 20th, check it all out on the website. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in each and every week. Ciao for now. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. Thank you.